Ditto Heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome to your Thursday Rush Hour. James Golden, Bo Snurdly with you here on WABC. If you would like to be part of today's program, 800 848 WABC is the number to call, 800-848-9222. This is the 4th of May. May the 4th be with you. For Star Wars fans, it is Star Wars Day. And on YouTube, I uh, I had a quick review of kind of where my thoughts are on the Star Wars franchise, the DailyBS.com YouTube channel, the DailyBS.com YouTube channel, where, you know, and, and I'll start with that because we have some serious news to discuss. I don't want to take too much time with this. But the Star Wars franchise has really bugged me over the years. The first movie I went to, I went to see this, the Star Wars, the initial episode, 19 times, A Real Hope, A New Hope in the theater. That was all there was back then, the theater. And then, of course, if you waited around long enough, and there was so much excitement when finally the uh, VHS tapes were released on it. And then came the enhanced VHS. Everything that they had, I used to go and buy like mad. The Empire Strikes Back was, to me, one of the greatest movies ever because of the sheer wow factor and the surprise there. Um, then came the third series and they started with this Ewok business and it's just like, no, but I, you know, the movie and then, you know, and from there, my friends, it went downhill. Not quickly. The Phantom Menace after all so many years of not being, and I forgot the number of years in between the franchise uh, installments of the trilogy, but when the Phantom Menace came out, you know, I noticed how bad the acting was, and I just kind of looked past it. I mean, to me, it was it's just like, okay, I like Star Wars, I love Star Wars, whatever. And then there was Jar Jar Binks, and I could not look past Jar Jar Binks. And those of you fans know what I'm talking about, Jar Jar. It's like, really? Okay, let's get past that. those three series. There were some great moments. In the next three series, watching Yoda fight, et cetera, et cetera, you know, going to count Dooku and all that stuff. But then we get to the Disney years when the Rodent Kingdom took over the Star Wars franchise. And what we got out of these last three, I don't even know where to begin. The last three were just, I mean, it... Uh, they were bad. They were, they were bad. They were, oh man. Okay. So I was about to give up all hope. Talk about a new hope. <laughs> was that Matt? Matt's going to talk Star Wars with us? Cool. And then I, w- I was totally about to give up hope. And then came this movie, Rogue One. Rogue One, to me, is one of the best movies ever. 
in the Star Wars entire franchise. Everything about Rogue One from beginning to end was superb. Now, if you're a true fan like me, I used to buy the books. And some of the books by some of the authors that, that, that George Lucas or whoever was involved licensed to do some of the books, some of the science fiction writers came out with some amazing books during the period when the franchise wasn't in movie. And so when the movies resumed, I had expected at least some nod of the head to some of these great stories. Nope. We got the Hollywood versions. But as I said, Under the Rodent Kingdom, when uh, when Rogue One came out, it's like, okay, there's a hope. And then after years comes Han Solo, which was okay. But the Mandalorian blew it up. And then after the Mandalorian, Boba Fett, then Obi-Wan. All of these streaming episodes to me have been really good. And now Osaka is about to, you know, Ahsoka is about to drop. And Ahsoka looks like it could be good. So I don't know. Uh, your thoughts, of course, are welcome on it. I I like the streaming. Uh, probably. Have you? What do you think, Diego? I mean, have you seen the streaming stuff? Any of the streaming stuff like Mandalorian or any of that? I saw the first season of Mandalorian, but I haven't gotten to the second or third season yet, so don't spoil anything. Um, my sisters have been going on and off on um, on uh, not just the Mandalorian, but Andor. Andor, Andor, Andor is really good too. Andor yeah. to me was a little slow, but it was really good. Uh, yeah, so there's a lot there. I loved the Boba Fett series too. And I thought um, Obi Obi series Obi Wan. It started off to me kind of slow, but it ended up with a bang. I I saw that one. I I liked it. I th- that uh, I was not expecting it to be so dramatic between between Darth Vader and and Obi Wan. That uh, at the very end, the with the with the helmet yeah, chopped off, yeah, I yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. "Whoa! That this is what I've been. This is what I want. This, this is what, what you've been waiting yeah, for. This is what I've been waiting for." Right. So the Star Wars franchise, we'll see what happens in the future. Again, I put up a review, and I'm going to encourage you, if you want to go to YouTube, check it out, add your own two cents there. Even record a video and, and send it to us there, the dailybs.com. We'd appreciate it. Um, let's see. Is Matt? Did Matt go in the studio? He did for a second, but he left. Let me get oh. him. So I was going to just ask Matt, because Matt's a kid, you know, and I was going to ask the kid, Scott, you don't watch Star. You, you. I no, don't, I gave I'm, up after the Jar Jar Binks. I'm like, that's it. I'm out. Okay, so that that was it for you. Jar Jar was enough. That was the end. Yeah, and and then Disney buying him. I'm like, I don't, I don't. I just completely stopped paying attention to it at that point. I'm like, it doesn't matter. But you watch Star, that other one, that Star thing, the other one that uh, you, you like, that other one. Star Star what's Trek. The, what's that other yes, franchise? The Star Trek franchise. Yes. Oh, that that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Captain Data. Kirk. Data, yeah, and 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 Pick, Picky knows, or what is what's his name? Jean Luc Picard. I wish you watched it because I always think you should call Kareem Jean Pierre Kareem Jean Luc Picard. But you would, <laughs> but you don't get the joke, so you're never gonna do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Where's Matt? Where's Matt? 
I texted him. He might he might be upstairs. Oh, he's busy. All okay, right. we'll deal with Matt another day. All right, so we've got some serious news out here. And thank you for your indulgence. Those of you, I know when you hate Star Wars, you don't even want to hear what we just did, but thank you for your indulgence. The case of Jordan Neely is disturbing in a lot of ways. Jordan Neely, 30 years old, was creating a disturbance on the trains. Creating a disturbance. According to some people, he started yelling, throwing garbage. Now, if you have been on a subway train, you're in this contained environment, and in between stops, there's, if you get up, you can go to another car, but if you're in the middle of something, you don't even know whether you can get up safely and call attention to yourself. What is this? If you get tired of Star Wars, there's always some sports action, like the like the Hoosiers. Yeah. Thank you, Rhonda. Uh, so, okay, yeah, Matt's the kid. Matt, Matt's the boss, but he's the kid. Hey, what's up, James? I'm good, Matt. I got to ask you, Matt. Uh-huh. Do you? Do you? Are you? I mean, I know you're you're still a young man, as they say. Have you enjoyed any of the Star Wars uh, series over the years? Over the years, okay. um, you know, the movies I have definitely the newer stuff, the Mandalorian or whatever that is, and Baby Yoda and all that stuff. No, not really. I'm not. I haven't gotten into that. Oh man, you're actually missing the best stuff. Oh, um, okay. The movies, do you, what do you think? Do you like the movies? I thought they were great growing up. I mean, Princess Leia, you know, that was the, the costume she used to wear. You know, that's what I would watch it for. Oh, you, you mean when she was sitting on top of, um, Jabba the uh, Hutt? Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, uh, you know, prime, uh, primo, uh, you know, it was awesome. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> How about Jar Jar? Jar Jar Binks. Gotta love Jar Jar Binks. I love that voice. All the voiceover acting in that stuff is really cool, too. You know, R2-D2 and uh, C-3PO, um, you know. It's... I hated Jar Jar. I hated Jar Jar with a passion. I hate, I, hate, I hate Jar Jar with a passion. I don't know how on earth they could have written that character in any movie. Mm. The Stormtroopers? What the hell? Why, why aren't we? Uh, the Stormtroopers. Why aren't we canceling Star Wars? The old white Stormtroopers? Come on. <laughs> Whoa, Matt brings it home. <laughs> uh, I read somewhere, or maybe I, I I saw a post somewhere that the actor that played Jar Jar is now a Jedi, and it's in a different thing. Like he's playing a separate character, same actor, separate character, and the character is a Jedi. Is that correct? Did you hear that? I have no. I didn't hear it. I got. Is s- there anything anything with Jar Jar in it? I immediately skip over it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. The the hatred is that severe. <laughs> I mean, it was really, you know, it was George Lucas, right? It was ahead of his time. Yes. Yeah, ahead of his time, really. It was... all was. Yeah. I mean, before you were a twinkle in your mother's eyes, I was sitting in the movie theaters watching uh, Princess Leia and Han Solo and mm. all that stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's an unbelievable franchise to be, you know, it's got to be 30, 40, yeah, 40 years plus, 40 plus years now that, uh, you know, people are still fanatics over it. And it, like I said, I haven't seen any of the new stuff. It's on Disney Plus, right? Yes. Yeah. And, uh, so I'll have to... You know, I'm not a big TV watcher in general, quite honestly, I have to tell you. Lucky uh, you. Yeah, I like, you know. But if you are, if you do get around it, some, one of your friends has a subscription to Disney. 
to Disney Plus. So just go hang out and say you want to watch like The Mandalorian or yeah. Boba Fett or something like that. Boba Fett, okay. That's another one. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. And or. And or. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll have to yeah. take a look into it. Like I said, you know, I am a, a young man. Um, but yeah, I'm not that big. The streaming stuff, I really just don't. It doesn't do it for me. I don't know. Can I also just really? say something real quick? My dad was, uh, my dad was, crying after he saw rogue one because he was like you know when when star wars came out in mexico in mexico in mexico um he never would have thought that the person who would have stole at the beginning who stole the star wars plan was a mexican Ah. you know okay (laughs) so just don't give away anything for those people who haven't seen it i'm gonna tell you something spoiler alert (laughs) that end of rogue one i left i was in total shock i could not believe it i was it, it was total shock. And I just couldn't. I'm like, are you serious? You actually ended a movie like this? But it was beautiful. But it was just total shock. Sorry so, about yeah. the spoil. <laughs> no, no, no. And it's all good because, man, I'm telling you, and I'm glad your dad got off on that. That's all right, man. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, let's talk about this unfortunate incident that happened on New York City subways. By the way, this song, BG's. What year was that? Oh, let me find it real quick. Because this is the week that it went to number one in 1978. Night Fever. And you know... I just like the random shout-out to Milwaukee in the in the song, just out of nowhere. I never heard it. I just listen to it. They're like, take it down! Milwaukee or something. It's just that they just randomly give a shout out to Milwaukee in it. So that's what they're saying. <laughs> Glad to translate. I thank you because to this day I never understood. The only thing I understood was we got night fever, night fever. That part. I get that part. The rest of the, <laughs> the, the mousy stuff, I never understood the lyrics. I think it's the second verse. Oh, we have to wait a minute. We just have to All wait. Right. We have to listen and see whether. We can all hear Milwaukee. Should we have time for this? I don't know. We're gonna make time for it. BGs. Why don't we? Why don't we hear Matt when, when we, we get back? Time for it. It's okay. Okay. All right. okay. So this is the BGs, ladies and gentlemen. 1978. You know where you were, and you know what you wore. I had, I had red platform shoes, bell bottoms. In fact, I had hand-painted, I had an artist paint up some really cool bell-bottoms for me. Okay, it's it's coming up here. Right there, I get high in Milwaukee. I get high in Nevada, I get high in Milwaukee. Something along those lines. I don't think he was saying Milwaukee. He's saying Milwaukee. <laughs> I get high in Milwaukee. <laughs> okay. WABC Talk Radio 77. Coming back. Most families rush hour. Don't go away. Six 
sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. Nineteen sixty-seven was the year. The Young Rascals, number one song. Atlantic Records. Curtis is in with Curtis. <laughs> Who is that Gavon that was telling you that Night Fever by the Bee Gees, a fixture of Saturday Night uh, Saturday Night Fever, had the the city that name of Milwaukee in it? He said it was a shout out to Scott. Milwaukee. It's a no, shout out to Milwaukee. It's walking. <laughs> walking, not Milwaukee. Although, I, although uh, now that now that he is so shamed, I do want to compliment you. Uh, amazing, uh, James Golden. You had the red platform shoes, right? You had your bell-bottom pants. You had yep. your polyester waffle weave flame retardant shirt that should have been cotton from all the schwitzing when you were dancing. And you look like George Clinton of the Parliament Funkadelics. And I had Miss Ms. Churchill remembered. Miss Churchill, by the way, you don't know her. She's one of the most amazing songwriters in America. And she happens to listen to this show. And we love Miss Churchill. I can't wait to introduce some of her music. What, what is this, Bob? The entire staff but, is coming into Yeah, Clinton? that's right. But Miss Churchill um, 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 remembered that I also, and when I talked about this in the past, that I, I had a fur vest. And I used to wear, it's a fake fur. But I had a fur vest, too, with that. That was very trendy back then. Very and trendy. I had, I, I had the knit hat that came all the way down with bells, like dangling bells, like Sly Stone from There's a Riot going on. I had one of those hats. Man, man I, I, I got to take back all my criticism of you. You had the hip-happening, uh, cool look back then, even though you were Urkel there at Jackson High School in Southeast Queens. <laughs> Hey, I well, what or- were you I- doing? I- no, what were you I- doing, Bob? I had orange shoes. I had orange shoes with the high heel in the back. It, it would never stay tied. But um, yeah. nice. I remember seeing that in the theater. I remember going with my friend Mike to see. Uh, so you went to see Saturday yes, Night Live? Did. did you? Did you go to the discos afterwards? No. And, like, try to- Saturday Night Fever. No. Not Saturday, Saturday Night, Night Fever. No, my cousin That's was. Uh, my cousin was in that movie. She was an actress. You don't know her. More than a woman. Well, who was the hell that is she? the song? Tavares, More Than a Woman. No, no, that it was uh, the Tavares song, More Than a Woman, was dedicated <laughs> to, right? Bob, come on. I think so. Embellish I, I, it. I embellish think you're it. right. I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even remember her name anymore. She was, she didn't use her real name on the air. I mean, uh, in the movie. But, uh, yeah, she was in the movie. Yeah, who knew? You were a disco guy. Who Me? No, no. I was And Curtis, you I, used to hang out at the discos, didn't oh, you? Oh, Pastels, Odyssey 2001 in Bay Ridge. Feet don't fail me now. Every gal walked in there wanting to look like Madonna or Blondie. They were the peroxide queens. 
Oh see, my gosh! See, I think, this, I'm still this was, trying to decipher that. This was the era of the tight shirts, right? Everything had to be right. really tight, and I didn't have that kind of body, if you know what I mean. So when I'd buy these flowered, remember the flowered shirts? Yes, the flowered I had shirts. Them, right? I, had them. I couldn't wear them like like Tony Monero. That was his last name in the movie, right? Did you have chains? Did you have chains around your neck? I didn't have the chains, but I tried to be as cool as I could. But uh, I don't know. I just didn't have that kind of a look. It was a little too heavy. I was always a big guy, so. He had to be more spelt. Pinky little ring, more, little pinky uh, ring. Uh, I tried to fit in, but it just didn't work. Little toilet water on you, you, you know, with your high karate, you, uh, you, old you, spice. You had the physique for it. Uh, Bo, I don't know what you I looked totally like. I totally back seven... then had the physique for it. Yeah, I'm I sure so you did, sk- right? I was skinny and tall and had it going on. Really? And had, you had hair. That, you had that look. And had it going on, yeah. okay? <laughs> going on, for real, Okay. Boy, those were good days. Now, let me ask you a question, though. You didn't pack some quaaludes away for no, disco girls. No, I never did that stuff. Right? No, no, no. I didn't All right, did you just want to make sure. No, sure. we we had a good time, man. That's where we used to be able to go out and actually have a good time in oh, New York. Yeah, and you, be able to it go. wasn't about Curtis, politics. We could, Curtis, we could party until 2 or 3 in the morning and walk home or walk to where you were going and not have to worry about being uh, beat up, stuck up, or any, you know, or carjacked or anything like that. Except. You got you guys were city guys. I grew up on Long Island, so it was a little bit different. I grew up in Queens. Yeah, but that's still like you're still in the city. You but know what I mean? To really explore disco, you had to get on the path train, go to Newark, Club Zanzibar, where the brothers ruled, and then imagine I'm on the dance floor with all the sisters. Can you imagine this James Golden? I got I got the platform shoes, I got the brown bell bottoms, I got the uh, Hawaiian polyester waffle wheat flame retarding shirts, and I'm dancing like a whirling dervish. And then the brother said, you coming in here to snack on the sisters, you better get the hell out of here, white boy. Feet don't fail me now. I was running towards Newark Penn Station. You know, the back heels of the platform shoes fell off. I looked like I was a rocking chair running to get the hell out of there as fast as my feet could travel. I love it. Shiny Harlem, call, calling us from Harlem. You're in your car. What's up, Shiny? How are oh you this my afternoon? God. Bo, you're my hero. I love you on so many levels, I can't count them all. I, Thank I, you, I darling. I was grooving in the car. I, was, I used to go dancing with Frankie Crocker. Oh! Do you remember him? Lovely. Of course I remember yes. Frankie the Love Man and, Crocker. Oh, yeah. And I used to go to a juke joint called the Dom in the village. I don't know if you're probably too young. I remember anyway. the Dom too, and and oh, also please. you know, and back in the day was a Leviticus too. Oh yeah. Well, I was saying to your a screener that you ought to have a party called Bo's Bell Bottom Bash, and we could all just look silly in bell bottoms again. I'm- it's the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snerdly. Rush. Now here's Bo Snerdly. Another heavenly birthday, that of Nicholas Ashford, Ashford and Simpson, the writers of so many Motown songs that have become part of American music history. And of course, this. From Ashford and Simpson, it seems to hang on. Happy birthday, Nick Ashford. Curtis, I ask you to stay because I want to talk about this this Jordan Neely case. Now, Jordan Neely had 40 prior arrests from 2013 to 2021, including an assault on a 67-year-old woman 
he was also, we are told, schizophrenic and has suffered and, and suffered from autism. 42 times arrest, including for punching a 67-year-old woman in her face. He's on the train. Apparently, according to the news reports, he was throwing garbage. A fight develops. A former Marine puts him in a chokehold. Two other men also restrained him for a total of 15 minutes before the police get there. He died at the hospital. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is calling it murder. Mayor Adams has gone off on her, saying that her remarks are irresponsible. The NAACP and BLM have retweeted, saying this is the latest example of inhumane vigilante justice that is a complete travesty. They're calling for those involved to be held accountable. Last week, I said in response to another one of these criminals, and I'm not saying this about Mr. Neely, who was, of course, we're told, did a flawless impersonation of Michael Jackson. He was homeless. And his last words were, I don't have food, I don't have drink, I'm fed up, I don't mind going to jail and getting life in prison, I'm ready to die. There's so much tragedy here. What do you, what stands out to you in this case, Curtis? Well, nobody said anything on Monday. We knew that this had already transpired. The DA, Alvin Bragg's office, had released him. You got to understand, the DA made a decision already based on the preliminary information. Then the video surfaces, James, you probably saw at the same time I did, and you see a white, blonde-haired guy having a black man in a chokehold. That's it. That's all you needed, white versus black. If it had been black on black, white on white, it would have disappeared. But you have the ingredients that get everybody fired up, so that you even missed one. Al Slim Shady Sharpton compared it to Bernard Getz when he shot those four thugs who surrounded him. So you say to yourself, see, everybody is trying to make of this what they want to, to feed their own narrative, their own agenda. Here's AOC, who hasn't been on a subway God only knows how many years, all of a sudden calling it murder? Murder and all her sequel fans, toadies and lackey. Oh, it's a murder. It's a murder. It's vigilanteism. This man... This ex-Marine did exactly what we want people to do, intervene. He held him down. It took the cops 15 minutes. This is down there, Broadway Lafayette. This is not a, a tough place for cops to get to. We just don't have enough cops. We have emotionally disturbed persons living in the subway on a regular basis. De Blasio and his wife had ripped off $1.5 billion, remember, in that failed thrive yes. program that was supposed to take care of these people. Uh, nobody knows where the money went. And Eric Adams inherited this but hasn't done anything since to deal with that. So what do you think is going to happen in a subway that is lawless when you have a few men who decide we're going to stop this guy because uh, he's threatening passengers, he's having a psychotic episode? They did what they had to do at that moment, and now all of a sudden uh AOC all out crazy wants him indicted for murder and if you notice Alvin Bragg hasn't said no we've reviewed the evidence uh, sorry we're not going to uh, uh uh charge him what he'll probably do is because of all this pressure on the left and he's a leftist is he'll put it before a grand jury i can't imagine a grand jury in the world uh, finding him uh, at fault on any really? charge that they hit him with really no. 
can't. Really? Yeah. In, I can. It's a Manhattan grand jury. I in can't. New York? Yeah. Uh, Bronx, yes. Brooklyn, yes. Manhattan, no. I, I just don't see that happening. Well, Curtis, let me just say something else, too. One of the things that struck me, and I don't know whether this is a fair remark to make or not. Now, I, I try to be fair. Look, when after the George Floyd situation, which I did think, by the way, was criminal, and those uh, those officers have been punished. But after that, BLM raised over a billion dollars. And my question is, where has that money gone? You just mentioned the mayor, the, the billion dollars that de Blasio and his wife squandered through that's supposed to help mentally ill. Now, there's no question to me. If you have reports, and this, this victim, by the way, had suffered. His mother had been killed, and, and, and his stepdad says that's when he went downhill mentally. I don't think there's anybody that's questioning whether he was, um, whether he had a mental problem. He did. You would think, though, with the billions of dollars that have been raised and with the billions of dollars in city budgets, the billions of dollars in government budgets to deal with mental health, that we would have a, a better answer for people that are homeless, not just in New York subways, but all across this nation. How do we fix this? You mentioned BLM in the summer of 2020 was Black Lives Matter. They now are big, large mansions. It has become a real estate firm. They have used that money to enrich themselves, the leadership. Uh, they're going to compare this case locally here to Eric Garner. Remember, up in 2014... Well, he was the African-American guy who uh, Daniel Pantaleo, the sergeant, took down along with the other police, and he used the chokehold. Now, I said it was not necessary to use a chokehold, but those are trained professional police. They deal with that all the time. I train guardian angels. We deal with that all the time. Other maneuvers you can use. This is a former Marine on a train with some other men who decided to get involved. They haven't trained together. They're not prepared to deal with this. They're going to restrain this person who is threatening to hurt people. And they restrained them in the best way that they felt that they could with no malice intended. The guy on the bottom, the former Marine, is saying, call the police, call the police, which many people did. They have records of people calling the police and saying, this guy was threatening us, this guy was threatening us. And now all of a sudden they're trying to create a different narrative. Fifteen minutes, and I ask you, where were the police? Fifteen minutes. We don't have enough, we, we don't have enough police. It's that simple. And how long have we known that these trains are unsafe? How many times do we have to go through this before there's actually enough armed presence in the subway system to get to anywhere in the subway system within five minutes of time? How often do we have to go through this? Over and over. And I got bad news for you. On June 20th, a lot of these cops are down in the subways because of the overtime. Remember that it was issued by Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb when all of a sudden Congressman Zeldin was closing in on her because of all the crime. They use state subsidies to uh, allow for overtime. June 20th, the overtime is over. You're not going to see cops anywhere in the subway. So you're going to be on your own. It's going to be like it was when I formed the Guardian Angels back in the 70s when you didn't have uniformed police officers on the subway cars at night and there was all-out chaos, mayhem, and anarchy. Like the era of the cult movie classic, The Warriors. It may well get back to that. I'm hoping it won't, 
but we're not going to have the money for the cops. The cops are leaving the, their job. People are fleeing New York City because of the crime. And uh, they don't seem to understand. If you don't get control of this public safety situation and the emotionally disturbed and the homeless, then uh, people are going to vacate this city as they're vacating it now. It's a ghost town. Uh, James, half these uh, office buildings now at, at rush hour when you're on, you don't see anybody leaving. There's nobody right. in them. And it's right. crime is the number one reason. It's no longer uh, coronavirus, uh, uh, any of the viruses that people had that frightened them away from their workplace. This town is empty, and it's because of crime and public safety, lack of public safety. Well, Curtis, you have given your life's work to helping people in this city and across the world enjoy some degree of safety, and thank you for that. And I just hope, I hope that we have some solutions to this. Well, just imagine, James, uh, just to leave you with this. We have a man who served in the Marine Corps, and we're not going to give him the benefit of the doubt. He risked his life for us in foreign ports of call. Could have been dead. Could have been seriously wounded. And we don't give him the benefit of the doubt. We we listen to AOC all out crazy. Murderer, murderer. She hates the military. She hates cops. She wants to turn all the criminals loose. Realize this is what she wants. Curtis, thank you. I appreciate you, my friend. Anytime. Thank you so much. James Golden, a.k.a. Sternly Sutton. It is both Sunday's Rush Hour here on WABC. I just think there's so many levels of tragedy in this story. I mean, true tragedy. From Mr. Neely, who is dead and untreated for his illnesses, to the lack of police presence. Not to mention those who are trying to spin this for their political gain. There's so much wrong with this story. James Golden, A.K. Snurley, coming back. Your call's coming up. Don't go away. Hello. It's me. It's me, babe. I thought about us for a long, long time. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. Atlanta Rhythm Section. I'm so into you on WABC Talk Radio 77. Hoping that your presence here is indeed very pleasant, my friends. We are going to head to the telephones. Thank you all for waiting. Yeah, baby. Yeah, Diego always gets these songs with the voodoo and the seduction and the, the yeah, the sultry. The groove, too. You forgot I'm to telling you, that groove is working. Lamar in New York. Thank you for waiting, Lamar. Uh, good evening, Mr. Sterling. I just want to say very quickly... That there's no shortage of people to blame for the incident that you all were just uh, speaking about. I was unaware up until just now when you were talking to Mr. Curtis 
that uh, this young man on the train was screaming, I'm thirsty, I'm hungry, I have no place to live, and I'm ready to die. Your leadership in this city and our leadership nationally are responsible for this. In your city, your mayor is spending $5 million a day to house illegal aliens in luxury accommodations and three- and four-star hotels where they are given room service for food, which they throw out, and this young American man, this young American man is on a subway screaming, crying out, I'm thirsty, I'm hungry, I have no place to live. Say it this again. Say it again. No, say it again. Say it this again. This young American man is on a subway crying out, I'm thirsty, I'm hungry, I have no place to live, and I'm ready to die. The national leadership of this country and the leadership of your city is responsible for reducing our people to this condition. They are concerned principally with outsiders, foreigners, and have reduced American citizens to this. It is an outrage, and we should all be enraged by this. I could not have said it any better, Lamar. Thank you, and God bless you, my friend. Absolutely, 100% right. It is a disgrace. Andrew and Stanhope, welcome. You're on WABC. You're on Boston Early's Rush Hour. Yeah, Lamar got me fired up. He's right, and he brought up an excellent point that no one brought up, that the man was hungry and homeless. And why are we spending so much money on the migrants and not our homeless and our veteran people in New York City and everywhere? So that that was an excellent point. And I want to say, uh, Star Wars, you sound like uh, you got to do an impression of Billy C. Williams for me in the audience because you have the deep voice. Well, I can't do Billy, but I can do my best to give you some Darth. (laughs) Okay, we'll take it. Okay, well, all right. Pray I do not alter the deal further. Thank you so much, Andrew. Appreciate the call. Mario in my, where is it? My pack? Where is he calling from? My pack? Mario, you're on. How are you? Mayo pack. Okay. Sir James. I love you, Sir James. You are such a fresh voice. We love you. Thank you, sir. You are so, I got to tell you, when every, chance I get to listen to you. I agree with everything you say. I agree with what Lamar said, but that's not what I was calling. I'm a guy from the Bronx. I did my 45-year career in the Bronx. You guys were talking about discos before. The Bronx had great discos. There was hundreds of discos in the Bronx. There was the uh, Jackie's Red Cheetah. There was the Dude Drop-In. There was uh, Maxim's Third Rail. There was the Joker's Wild. Uh, the Factory East, the second floor. There were so many of them. I can't even remember. Anyway, here's one. Here's one. I don't know whether you. Here's one. I don't know whether you heard of this. There was the Boston Road Ballroom, featuring Sammy Gordon and the Hip Huggers, and oh man, oh man, that place was jumping on the weekends. Oh yeah, I had my businesses down in the South Bronx, and I remember that place. I think it was on Southern Boulevard, if, I, if I'm correct. That area. All I, yeah, it was all I remember was that it was jumping. Mario, you are the man. Love you, my friend. Thank you so much. Let's go to Mike in Staten Island. How are you, Mike? Hey, Bo. How you doing? Listen, uh, you know I didn't call about this, but Lamar is the man. I mean, Lamar nailed incredible. it. Did he nail it? My God. God bless him, man. God bless him. 
But one thing you forgot about the disco days, and by the way, I assume the Gougine lean right now while I'm talking to you driving. But you forgot about laying down on bed to put the Sergio Valentes on because they were so tight. Boom! The women had to do that. I mean, I had these. Remember, oh, man, I hate to even tell you, man. Remember when Jordache jeans came out from men? (laughs) See, these guys don't even know what I'm talking about. No idea. Jordache. Jordash jeans were the thing, man. You got yourself a pair of Jordash bell bottoms. Oh, man, you were like in like Flint. <laughs> yeah. But absolutely, Mike. And you can, I remember that very, very well. Appreciate your call so much. Mike in Brooklyn, New York. How you doing, Bo? You know, it, it's a tragedy when a human life is lost, like what happened on that train. But, you know, our government trained this other young man to use maximum force. Who knows what happened inside of his head at that moment? And the other, the other thing is, if this incident happened on a commercial airline, he would have been getting the Presidential Medal of Honor tomorrow, right? Thank you, Mike. You make valid points, my friend. Robert, I don't have time to grab you. Please call tomorrow. Let me give you some more time. I, I'm Thank you for holding. And everyone else that could not get through. And yes, Lisa, I remember. Well, I didn't remember. You remembered. The Funhouse had DJ Jellybean. And I wonder if they had discos out where Rhonda is. I Somehow, I just can't see a disco in the cornfields. But that said, ladies and gentlemen, may God bless and protect each and every single one of you and your family and your loved ones. I have nothing but love and gratitude, and thank you for being here with us. For Boston Early's Rush Hour, Monday through Friday, we're here also on Saturday morning at 7 a.m. for the Saturday morning radio extravaganza. God willing, we'll be here tomorrow, and we'll see you then. Bye. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.